Welcome to the Stewie Show. It's me, Stuart, Stewie, Stu, Stu, Allen, whatever you want to call me. Episode 18 today. As always, I hope you're doing well. If not, don't even let it mess with you. Just smile through it till it's gone, whatever it may be. Uh, but we'll go ahead and get into it. We got the playoffs almost set in basketball, all but one uh, seed. The Lakers don't know who they'll end up playing with the eighth seed. And, of course, we got a little football talk, and then we get you out of here for today. Uh, so we'll start off with the matchups that's been set already. In the East, we got the one-seeded Bucks. They'll play the eight-seeded Magic. Uh, we got the two-seeded Raptors. They'll play the seven-seeded Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Third-seed Boston Celtics. They'll go against the six-seed Philadelphia 76ers. And what I believe will be the closest series, you'll have the four-seeded Miami Heat go against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, out West, you'll end up with the two-seed Clippers going against the seven-seed Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you have three-seed Denver Nuggets going against the Utah Jazz. And, of course, you got the 4C Oklahoma City Thunder going against the 5C Houston Rockets. That one should be interesting as well. At least they all should be, especially in the West. Um, but the A spot in the West, that comes down to the Blazers, the Grizzlies, the Suns, and the Spurs. Uh, it's pretty simple for the Grizzlies and the Blazers. Just win and you're in. Uh, Portland has the Nets, what's left of the Nets, and they're already in. So I'm not sure who exactly will play for them today. And the Grizzlies have the Bucks, kind of the same scenario. Uh, Giannis is suspended, and then I doubt too many of the other starters will play. Maybe Bledsoe will get some minutes because he missed quite a while. Uh, maybe they're still trying to get him in shape, but I, I doubt too many of their starters will end up playing, which has some of the Phoenix fans upset. Uh, what Phoenix has to do, they have to win over the Mavs, which will bring them to 8-0, and then they need either the Blazers or the Grizzlies to lose. If by chance they both lose, then Phoenix will finish with the eighth seed and have a playing game against whoever finishes ninth. Uh, Spurs, they need the most help. Uh, they need to beat the Jazz today, and then they need two of the three between Phoenix, Portland, and Memphis to lose. Or if all three lose, which is pretty rare, the Suns of excuse me, the Spurs will finish eighth. Uh, twenty-two straight playoff bursts on the line with San Antonio, so hey, you can't argue with their consistency. Ever since I've been watching basketball, the Spurs have been in the playoffs. Uh, none of last night games really meant that much standings-wise. Uh, the Clippers did lock up the two seed with their win, uh, but starting the day at four o'clock, four o'clock p.m. Eastern time for the rest of the night. It all means something. Uh, the four teams that are fighting for the AC, they all have games starting at four through the rest of the night. Uh, but we still have some pretty big performances from last night, though. Biggest, of course, was James Harden with 45 points, 17 boards, nine assists, and three steals. I believe he's now up there with Shaq for the most 40-point double-doubles in a career. Uh, Tyler Harrell also had a 30-piece. Uh, Jokic can still pass, showing uh, what we already know, finishing with 13 assists. And shout out Darius Baisley, who I touched on the other day. He had 21 points, 9 boards, and 4 assists, and hit a few threes, and also had a block. Uh, he's looking real good, real solid. Should probably be in that playoff rotation pretty heavily. Uh, my bubble MVP is going to come down to two people, uh, Dame, Dollar, and Book. We'll know more after tonight's game as to how it'll go. Uh, we know what both of them have been doing. Dame has just been on a tear with his numbers, and Devin Booker, he's just winning. His numbers are good. They ain't quite Dame's, but he's putting up numbers, and he's winning. Um, I didn't expect this from the Suns. I don't think anybody else did. But interesting question, because a lot of people are going hard at Dame right now. My biggest problem with him always been is like him telling people that he's underrated. Like nobody wants to hear that. But I mean, at times he was, and then now it kind of feels like everybody kind of rock with him. But if you were to do a fantasy draft, say every team was a free agent and every team started over, would Damian Lillard be a top ten pick? This is my question I'm posing to you for the day. Maybe I'll come back with my answer tomorrow. Hey, maybe we'll do a fantasy draft for the first top 10 picks and see where it'll go. Uh, that's about it for basketball, though. We'll slide over to some college football news. Uh, some teams in the Big Ten, they're still fighting hard for some sort of a football season in the spring. 
Seems they've almost all given up hope on the fall as Ohio State's AD announced that there are no options for fall football. It's just over with. Uh, Nebraska seemed to tone change their tune a little bit too as well. They were going pretty hard. Uh, they simmered down a lot. Uh, it's announced today that they remain committed to being a part of the Big Ten. I mean, if you want to know why, according to the last available info, the Big Ten distributed $55 million to its members, while the Big 12 distributed $37 million. So $18 million total. I'm sure somebody above Scott Frost probably told him to calm it down just a little bit. But the Big Ten is continuing their fight for a spring football schedule. Uh, Jeff Brom, head coach from Purdue, he actually put pen to paper, and he came up with some pretty decent ideas, in my opinion. Uh, basically, they have an eight-game spring season uh, that would basically start January 16th, and it would end no later than May 15th. Um, some of the dates during that. So basically, Saturday the 16th, uh, Saturday, January 16th, 2021, to Friday, January 29th, uh, will be a two-week training camp. Starting Saturday, January 30th, you got your four-week training camp, two days off per week, and a maximum of two uh, practices and full pads during that week. Then the games will start, your eight-game season will start February 27th and run through April 17th, uh, no bye week, and then a two-week prep before postseason play begins. And then you'd have your postseason play starting May 1st and end May 15th. Well, I mean, this sounds like some pretty good points. And then he also continued to go through how 2021 would look with their dead periods and uh, how a full season, a 10-game season would look in 2021. So 18 total games in a whole year, that's, that's still too many. But, I mean, if you're looking for context, now with the college football playoffs, the national champion usually ends up playing about 15 games. So you'd be adding three more over the course of a whole year. But, of course, your roster's not going to look the same. So it's not like those same kids would play 18 games some of them wouldn't be there for both spring and fall the biggest way i think this can help the big 10 is in recruiting somewhat because if you can allow freshmen to come in early um like they normally do or not normally but some of the top ones do they come in for spring practices if they could come in for spring ball play this season and then play in the fall basically get two seasons for one year eligibility i think that could certainly be a selling point for the big 10 or anyone coaching in the big 10 that's trying to recruit players like, hey, we got two seasons for you and you only use one year eligibility. But again, this still doesn't solve some of my main points. You're still playing two seasons. Even though with those games, it may be a little lighter on the body than actual spring practice because uh, they go pretty hard for that. Also, don't expect any top players to actually play in the spring. And then uh, they would need some serious help from the NFL, which I don't know if they would be inclined to do. But the draft would definitely need to be pushed back. Like, are you going to have players being drafted during the season without a combine? Uh, but everything right now is just a mess with college football. Uh, Pac-12 and Big Ten players, I do believe they should be able to transfer and play immediately. Uh, I mean, if you want to play, you should be able to play. I mean, I know I'm all about safety now. I'm also about to be 29. I know if I was still playing college football anywhere between like 18 and 22, there's literally nothing you could probably tell me that would convince me that I don't want to play this game. So at the same time, if they're comfortable with it and they want to make the decision, they should be able to switch conferences or switch teams and be able to play immediately. But the problem is with these conferences waiting so late to make a decision on anything related to this, it's tough. Because technically a team has to have a roster spot and a scholarship in order to accept a transfer. It's August 13th, as we're saying this. I don't think too many teams have a scholarship for the 2020 season uh, available. And it's just it's, it's tough because these some of these kids need this in order to get drafted. I mean, I know it's an extreme example with Joe Burrow because, I mean, nobody's probably going to have a one-year season like that ever again. 
But, you know, before the season started, before the 2019 season started, Joe Burrow was an afterthought for a lot of people. I mean, I remember watching him play like, yeah, it's another another Big Ten quarterback transferring to the SEC. They didn't cut it in the Big Ten, and they're not going to cut it here. But, yeah, he definitely proved me wrong uh, during last season. And, yeah, he basically played his way from a late draft to undrafted grade all the way to the number one overall pick in the year. Um, So, yeah, there's not always cases that extreme, but there's definitely kids that improve their draft stock every year or even go from undrafted to, like, third round or something like that. I mean, I know it sounds crazy and maybe it's rogue, but, I mean, maybe do away with the whole scholarship available uh, limit just for this year, one-time exception, or if it needs to go two years because I – I feel like everyone's just assuming 2021 is going to come and Corona or COVID is just going to be gone. I don't think it's going to work like that because we got people still that won't wear a mask. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't get it. But yeah, but yeah, the NCAA should consider making an exception for that to get rid of that scholarship limit just for one year or however long it needs to be. And also all players should be eligible immediately transferring from a conference that's not playing this year because, you know, you have to get a waiver by the NCAA and we all know how that process works. It seems to take a while. And also it seems to be pretty random as to who gets one. Uh, You've got players that transfer for health reasons to be closer to family members, get denied. And then you got cases like Tate Martell, who just didn't win his starting quarterback job and somehow became immediately eligible at Miami. And there's no shot at Tate because a lot of players do that. But I do believe that's what the NCAA should consider as the best course of action for this year, especially since there's not a commissioner to cancel the season altogether or to say everyone has to play. Since we got a bunch of individual teams and individual conferences doing their own thing, which is one of my original points why the NCAA needs a commissioner. But it's going to be so interesting to see just how this is all going to play out uh, just from every level of football. Because, you know, of course, recruiting is probably the biggest piece to college football. And then now, uh, for example, my state, North Carolina, football has been pushed back to February. So how is that going to work with recruiting? And again, I just feel so bad for some of these kids, man, because football or whatever sport they may be playing, some of these kids, that's the only reason why they go to school, literally. Like, I know people like, like some people don't want to accept that side of life or that side of reality for some kids, but not everybody got that support. Like, not everybody got parents that truly care about them or well-being or what's going to happen. So, without a season, I I hate to see what can happen to some of these kids. But, yeah, with the recruiting, like, how is that going to work? And then with a spring high school football season, you know, there are are instances where kids lose scholarships for getting hurt. But then sometimes, you know, you can kind of rehab depending on what you do in the fall and be back ready. Now, you get hurt in the spring and they want you on campus in the summer. Now what? So, it's just, it's affecting so much going on with sports. And honestly, I could almost view it happening something like uh, I was suggesting with the or not suggesting. It's just a fact that if there is a spring season, top players aren't going to play because they're getting ready for the draft. Well, if you already committed and got a scholarship um, other than just being out there fighting with your brothers, which I understand I'm all for the team game. But outside of that, what would be your point of playing in the spring? Suppose you get hurt. They take your scholarship. You get hurt. Uh you just not the same player. Why? What? What's? Why go for it if you already got a big time offer, or excuse me, already accepted a big time offer or scholarship to a program? But yeah, that's kind of my rant on that for the day. Uh, so we gonna have some big stuff tomorrow. We'll finally see who's gonna get in that playoff game because we got some huge games going on in the bubble today. Uh, of course, football is a very fluid situation, especially at the collegiate level. So we have some more news on that tomorrow. Uh, but as always, I do appreciate you for listening to me. I can't thank you enough. Uh, make sure you check me out on social media. My Twitter is at me, the underscore three, M-E-T-H-E underscore three. And also my Instagram is at Allen H underscore three, A-L-A-N-H underscore three. Hey, make the rest of the day.
the greatest day you ever had. Talk to y'all tomorrow.